0: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of and audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. at and When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. So to save visit healthlock.com today that's healthlock.com today
2: 1 2 clean
3: Sydney made such a wait oh my god (laughs) bless you y'all I I'm gonna start the
2: rumor here Sarah started COVID because this girl this she COVID originated in Sarah's nose (laughs) I'm genuinely kidding if anyone says that I know I was joking um. Anyway, so Sarah, when she sneezes, she refuses to cover her nose. Yeah, no, this girl just, will sneeze. Okay, okay. She will sneeze straight. This is how I know she's the only child. She would sneeze straight onto her computer. She'll sneeze into the air yeah. and be like, hmm, girl, <laughs> yes. when, okay, I have four siblings. or I'm one of four siblings. If you sneeze in the room when there is not literally four layers of shield in front of your nose, you will get hit. You will get slapped. You'll get yelled at. The germs, no. And I remember, like, Sarah, one day, when we got COVID, Sarah's like, I'm not feeling well today. I was like, oh. And then I see her cough, and she just coughs into the air. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm going to get it. I'm, I'm going to get it.
3: That's hilarious. Um, I have an excuse for the sneezes that I've just realized in the past few days. And it's because they, they come on, like, I can't predict when I'm going to sneeze. Like, you know how people go, like, and then they sneeze? I don't get that. I just go, like, it comes out so quickly that I don't have time to cover my mouth. And when sometimes I do though, but most of the time I don't.
2: <laughs> yes, I just cough straight into the air, and that was like Sarah. Yeah as your friend you need to start covering your mouth and your nose and she's like okay so what she'll do, what she does now is she'll cough and then cover her mouth and be like oopsie <laughs> I'm like thank you the, the oopsie really solidified that is
3: very true and I do need to make one disclaimer though is that I only do that inside the apartment I don't do that in public I'm not nasty I do not spread. <laughs> I'm not nasty I know I seriously I swear to god I'm not a super spreader I just I don't know why I, I guess I feel so comfortable in the apartment that I feel like I can just do that but I always forget that there is genuinely somebody else living here with me who goes to work and who you know exposes other people, so I can't be doing yeah, that. Yeah, if you ever live sitting, alone, I'm going to so
2: come into your apartment <laughs> with a Febreze. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Germans everywhere you go.
3: <laughs> that's a because great um, I'm
2: sneezing everywhere. Yeah, next <laughs> you live alone, I'm like, oh, Lord. Um,
3: I don't think I'm ever going to live alone.
2: Me neither. I don't want to. If <laughs> I lived alone, I would just sit in my bed all day.
3: I think I'm going to go straight if if you know Eric and I don't break up, which hopefully we don't. I think I'm going to go straight from living with you to living with Eric, and like that's how it's going to be
2: forever. <laughs> See, in my head, in the boyfriend that I'm going to have, um, <laughs> I, because like obviously, I'm. I feel like I'll live with you through law school. Yeah. Unless you get engaged early, if you get engaged early, I'm in future thing. Like, Ugh, she left me, but whatever. Congrats or whatever. <laughs> um, if you leave, I, I plan on living with you throughout law school. because so it's only three years, and then um, then whoever I'm gonna get engaged to, that's gonna be a future president. We'll move in together. But maybe, what if we, like, do that before then? Like, I, I would be comfortable moving in with a boyfriend if I was dating them for at least two years.
3: Really?
2: Yeah. And anything before that, no. Because then it's like, people think, oh, I'm going to move in with each other. Uh. But then it's like, if you get in a fight, you have nowhere to go. Like, if you guys break up, you're on the lease. Like, it's so much harder to find a new apartment that you can afford, like, on your own or get a new roommate. Like, speaking of red flags, um, if red flag, if he asks you to move in early, it's not cute. No, it's, a it's red not flag. romantic.
3: It's really not. It's really I not. mean, I don't think so. Especially like early proposals. Like early move-ins and early proposals, I think are such big underrated red flags because, like, number one, I think that's a form of love bombing. But number two, too much too quick is so frightening because I'm like, what What like was all the girls that you dated before me so bad that like you didn't do this with any of them, or even worse, did you do this with all of them? Like, are you literally just a like a a super speeder? Like, what's wrong with you? You know, like something's got to be off here. But that's actually a funny (laughs) speak. That's a funny lead into our topic because um last episode we talked about red flags, which we just touched on again. But like this episode we were talking about green flags uh,
2: green green f-
3: oh did i do it again
2: yes you're at, okay sarah, a like, accent. sarah it's not even transatlantic like anymore you've made your own accent <laughs> there's no country that talks like sarah does but that's honestly the highest form of creativity <laughs> is really inventing your own accent
3: oh my god my kids are gonna have this accent <laughs> <laughs> your kids are gonna be
2: so bougie
3: i'm so excited i'm gonna put my i'm planning on having a daughter and i'm gonna put her yeah. hair in little pigtails like every single day dress her up in pink i'll give her a choice i'll be like bun or pigtails and then she'll get to choose and you know what's so
2: annoying when but. babies have like that one piece of hair and a hair tie a <laughs> like, girl let the thing go like you don't got to put it in a hair tie it doesn't fit yet it's okay i would do that yeah you would <laughs> you know you're be the one that's ball with the bow on its head
3: like, that's what, so people can tell it's a girl
2: yes i think it's so funny that people do that because it's like whenever one, you're like everyone this is a girl don't worry and then number two, it's like, you're trying to hide that they're bald. They were just born. Like, it's okay. <laughs> but the only thing scarier than that is babies were born with, like a, like, a head full of hair. Like, yeah. they come out with, like, thick hair. I'm like, what was you doing
3: in there? I'm so nervous to give birth. Like, I don't want to touch too much on this because it's really gross. And, like, I really don't want you all to get grossed out in this episode but like giving giving birth scares me so much there are so many things get, that can go wrong and recently i've been seeing like all over my tiktok for you page women who actually have like ptsd from giving birth but like Same. literal diagnosed ptsd and it freaks me out
2: i keep getting um i keep getting videos about like horror stories about giving birth and i was like not on my page ma'am <laughs> like i'm so sorry but please don't scare me and yeah. it's like every five seconds a new video comes up and i was like
3: uh, no i'm not interested,
2: not I, interested don't I don't want to know
3: i don't want to know not interested hold the like button down bye um before we start
2: this i feel like our last few episodes or within the themes of our last few episodes we have had a lot of criticism towards men and we obviously start every one of episodes saying that we're not judging all men we're not saying all men are like this but we're saying that enough men are like this that it has been a problem for a lot of women and like of course our podcast is for everyone who wants to listen but our main audience is women and our main goal is to protect women to advise women to go through life with them and know they're not alone et cetera. so that's part of why we do have so many critiques just to help women understand like how we've experienced certain aspects of life or how we've gone through relationships and seen xx and y and helping women to avoid xx and y but before we start this episode we're also saying that there are men who do great things there are relationships that are healthy and they work out because yeah. the men take steps to do things that support women etc so this episode is dedicated towards those men and pointing out healthy qualities and positive qualities within men
3: yeah, yeah. we love men we we date them we have sex with them. <laughs> We're friends with them. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. We, we really like them. Speaking of green flags, the first one I think yeah, <laughs> is that's really so important up. is um, if they... Oh, okay. I have a good one because we just watched a screening of the movie I Want You Back uh, last night, which was so exciting um, because we got to see it before anybody else. But in that movie, a very big theme was like having your life together if you're past a certain age, and that doesn't necessarily mean having a job, being a millionaire, being an entrepreneur, like having all of your shit figured out, but that just means like having a sense of autonomy I think is a huge green flag. Like I loved, I would, lo- or um, what was I saying? Oh, one of the qualities that I think is most attractive in men is like their sense of independence and like confidence in that sense where it's like, yeah having somebody else's money like getting each other gifts that's a perk but if we weren't dating like I know they could fend for themselves I knew that they like would have their own apartment and have their own space where they could just be they like they don't still live with their parents um like just stuff like that you know and I understand people have like money problems and stuff so that's not you know I'm not like coming at you but um and like you know obviously people lose their job to the pandemic so that doesn't necessarily mean like having you know working a nine-to-five that just means like having a sense of ambition and knowing who you are to a certain extent to the point where like you can have confidence and go about life kind of like with a sense of, I don't know, a sense of self, you know?
2: I agree. Like the most attractive thing that I find in other men, other men, I'm not a man. (laughs) The one thing that like I find most attractive in men, like I'm not the kind of person who like when I approach a guy or like am in the process of wanting to date or meet someone my first priority is not looks because girl number one looks are objective so technically all men are ugly i'm kidding um <laughs> but also looks fade mm. so i rather have something that's of substance because i can look at you all day and like that's fun that's great but like what's that gonna do for me you know so the number one thing i find most attractive in men is ambition like i want ambition and passion obviously because like Obviously we all have this phase where like we don't know what we wanna do with our lives. We're trying to we're in this intermediary period where we're like graduating college or entering adulthood and trying to find a career of things we wanna to, wanna to do in our life. And like I'm not saying you have to have your career figured out when you're eighteen or when you're twenty one. I'm saying that I just want to know that you have passion about something. Like, there are people who are in finance, people who are in banking, people who are lawyers, but do music on the side.
3: Because it's like they're passionate about they're it. they're passionate they like about it, it yeah. It's about good hobby. Yeah, and to that point, there are also people like in finance and like they do have these amazing jobs on paper, but they have no idea who they are and like they have unhealthy habits, if that yeah, makes sense. Too. Exactly.
2: So so like, it's just, not about the
3: job, it's about like what you're passionate about.
2: Because just knowing that they can care about something that much or dedicate themselves to something shows me in my eyes that they could have that care and dedication for our relationship as well you know like it's something that could be paralleled so for me like when a guy's like oh like I don't want to do anything with my life like I'm kind of chill just like taking it day by day no no doesn't do it yeah. for me. Like, I'm not saying, like, I'm not disrespecting that you're in a period where you're trying to find yourself, or I'm not saying that you have to have your life figured out. Exactly, that's exactly what I But wanting to aspire to something, wanting to have goals set for yourself, or just have a passion towards learning about something or doing something, for me, ambition. is so attractive.
3: It's called ambition. Aww. Ambition. Another big one for me is vulnerability. I love, men, and, and this is, this might be personal, because I know some women prefer extremely, macho masculine men who don't necessarily want to talk about their feelings as much as their feminine partner however that's something that I find incredibly sexy like having the emotional capacity to discuss really emotional topics I really really adore that you know because we've all had hardships in life and if you can't verbalize those hardships I feel like it's hard to get past them or it's hard to talk about like it's hard to get to that stage with the person that you love if you can't necessarily communicate that so I guess communication and vulnerability are two very big ones and as I've been like verbalizing these green flags I am literally modeling these after our male friend I'm saying them and then I'm like oh my god Um, like our friend Trenton does this or our friend our friend Finn does this you know what I mean so I feel like um, we love men we really do we love we love our friends and we love our male listeners especially oh my god you guys are amazing Um, another really good one I feel like is owning your shit like especially in arguments or just in everyday life like there is nothing sexier than me to someone knowing when they're wrong like we are wrong every single day like we are wrong all the time like it is in our literal human nature to just not be right all of the time whether or not it's about opinions whether it's about like something that you thought objectively that you were right about but you were literally literally wrong about like or something that like when you hurt somebody's feelings, being able to acknowledge that was the thing that you said was insensitive, stuff like that. I think that is literally so hot when men realize like, you know what, what I just said was wrong and I'm going to take ownership of it because like I was literally wrong. Like I love hearing that because one thing that I say that I'm really good at is literally like owning up or like owning my shit. Like I feel like if I'm wrong, I say it. So it's really attractive to me in my partner, like in my romantic partner, when they can do the same thing. Like it's all about mental capacity, you know, like some men, some men literally have the emotional capacity of, of a genuine gnat. So it's when not they really don't, a, nut, yeah. a, nut,
2: a seed, <laughs> a
3: literal peanut. So when they don't, it that's really attractive to me. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn criminal trials for one of those candidates young voters who are angry the campaign moment podcast from the washington post gives you what matters i'm aaron blake and i'm covering my 10th election cycle
1: my colleagues and i have insights that you won't find anywhere else so follow the campaign
0: moment right now wherever you're listening this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global
1: Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
2: I think also, and this is like something that seems so small, but I think it has much deeper implications, is how the man apologizes. Yes! Because saying, so when you're in an argument or a problem arises in a relationship, whether it's friendships or relationships romantically, I think it's so important that when you do talk things out, that there is a clear desire to not just want to prove your point and quote unquote be right, but know that you're coming to an understanding where you want to have a fuller view of the other person's point you know like I always say you shouldn't argue to win you should argue to come to an understanding and I think a lot of that manifests itself in the way that men apologize because we all know the man that's like I'm sorry you feel that way I'm sorry that you took what I said wrong or I'm sorry that you're hurt but like they're not sorry of what they did you know it's like Megan caught cheating and they're like well I'm sorry you found out like yeah that's evident honey but it's like they think that by apologizing or saying the words, I'm sorry, that means like, oh, like I've done my dues and I can avoid guilt now or I can be absolved of guilt. But acknowledging what you did wrong and saying you're sorry for whether your actions hurt people is what's so important. Not just saying, I'm sorry that you were hurt by that or I'm sorry that you took that wrong. Yeah, you because know?
3: then it's not a real apology. You're just mad that the other person got mad. You're Or like you're, you're sorry that the other person reacted the way they did, not about what you actually said. That's like, like whenever I apologize, I always make sure to be like, even if i don't because here's the thing even when i don't understand what i said was wrong it was insensitive to the other person clearly or else they wouldn't be mad about it you know what i mean and like that's on me because i should have known that person better than to say something like that and then because i should have known how they would react because like they're my partner like that is my romantic partner you know what i mean so i'm not sorry that you're crying and like you're upset i'm sorry that i said it because i shouldn't have fucking said it because it made you upset You, you know what i mean like you can still think in the moment that, like, what you said was right. You can still wonder why they got so upset. You can think they overreacted as much as the day is long. But you have to be sorry. You know what I mean? That's that's the point of resolving things.
2: You say the most old people sayings ever. You said something earlier, and I was like, girl, what did you just say?
3: I know. I did say something earlier. I don't know. I think my dad is so – he's, like, the definition of, like – that white dad that no one thinks is funny so I, I Look, get all the shit from him
2: you'll be like oh as the bridge goes I'm like what <laughs> <The
3: bridge goes. laughs>
2: you you said something earlier and I was like literally what are you talking about
3: <laughs> you know what you
2: said I think you're watching Dot and Abby said something I don't know But I, I'm not gonna ask her what that means because I don't, I don't know. I'll never forget
3: gag me with a spoon. We, I said that for the first time on an episode, and Cindy was believing me. She was like, I was like, I've never heard
2: like that does not exist in the human language. (laughs) But I was proved wrong. Um, That's so funny. No,
3: but it's old time. Like literally nobody says that anymore. No, like half the
2: (laughs) sayings you say. I just don't understand.
3: I said cool beans. Cool beans is something that literally has not been said since the
2: 1970s. she do, she do say cool beans a lot. I said cool beans in my like fourth grade. <laughs> like XD, XD cool beans. XD! Literally sixth grade. Anyway. Um,
3: I have another good one if you want me to go.
2: Yeah, just one second to end okay, this one. Okay. I just think it's important that not just with men or in platonic relationships or romantic. I think in any interaction you have, there is a very distinct line between intention and reception. You may intend, like, I could be like, okay, for example, for example, we use this example a lot, but I'm going to say it anyway. When Sarah decided to wear her bodysuit outside of her jeans because she was inspired by a girl on TikTok, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to, I am going to tell Sarah to not do that. <laughs> and my intention is that I'm looking out for her future self. And I'm looking out for her because sometimes you gotta do things for your, sometimes you gotta go out of your norm boundaries and say something, you know? I was like, Sarah, maybe, maybe not.
3: Right, but Maybe. I think it's pretty selfless yeah. because, like, the the selfish thing to have done would have, like, to avoid conflict because, like, you didn't want to, like, feel embarrassed or, like, got out of your comfort zone to tell me that, like, the body's suit outside the jeans yeah. is bad. So that was a really selfless thing to do, I think.
2: And, know so, that's a marker of true friendship is so when you can be honest with each other. Like, absolutely. Friends, okay, friends are not supposed to be yes men and neither are your significant others. Right. So, like, Sarah will be like, Cindy, do you like this? I'll be like, no. <laughs> <She's> like, okay. <laughs> Fun thing is, when I asked Sarah, she's like, um well maybe if there's an alternative that works that could also be possible (laughs) girl just say no but anyway my intention was to help her or look out for her from the perspective of someone else that's outside the situation but the reception could be that i'm being mean Mm -hmm. or that i'm trying to offend her or that something you know so like while you may have the most pure of intentions you also have to realize that the way that person receives your message or receives your words could be completely different and is there a responsibility on you? I don't know the answer for that. But just know that there, there could be a difference. And it's not necessarily your fault. But know that if that person does see it negatively, don't just dismiss what they're feeling. Say that, well, I wasn't intending to make you feel that way. I understand how you could. And this is why, blah, blah, blah. I'll take steps to rectify it or whatever. You
1: know? Right,
3: absolutely. And like an I'm sorry goes such a long way. You don't. And this is, might be a hot take because I read this article like, a few months ago that was saying you should never say sorry unless you actually feel like it. But there was a heated discussion and, like, you said something and the other person percepted it in such, like, a wrong or, like...
2: Perceptive?
3: Per- what did I say? You said perceptive. Perceived. Per- <laughs> <laughs> did I literally just say perceptive? No, 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 no. got to go.
2: Girl, Let I go. said mixed niggles. Mix You're okay. Mixed
3: niggles. <laughs> I literally
2: said mixed niggles.
3: That was the funniest moment of my life, I think. But anyway, so... <laughs> if you don't know what the fuck we're talking about listen to like our episode two episodes ago it was the
2: Minrant rant one because was supposed to be about mixed signals and I said mixed niggles on accident and it was the most embarrassing thing of my life
3: I have never laughed so hard but anywho like if someone perceived something that you said in a wrong way even if you don't necessarily feel sorry because you're like they're overreacting it's literally bullshit and I'm sorry can go such a long way like A genuine apology can rectify and solve a situation. Like, Cindy was just saying, you should argue to resolve, not argue to, like, win, especially with someone who you truly, truly love. So... I am a huge proponent of, like, sincere apologies. I, like, get in this fight with my mom all the time whenever she's, like, sardonic. And I'm like, Mom, that was really so mean. She's like, okay, sorry. And I'm like, that was not a genuine apology. Like, the tone was so off. You're literally being sarcastic. I don't accept your apology. Like, it's as simple as that, you know? Because your feelings might be completely different, but if you truly care about the other person involved, which you should, I mean, if you actually want to rectify the situation, then an apology can go a very long way. All right, I have another one. Do you want to hear it?
2: Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. You.
3: No. Um, I think another really important one is honoring boundaries because everybody has boundaries, and that is a, something that can be I feel like perceived by people as mean or too forward or even aggressive at times. But like physical boundaries, mental boundaries, like mental by mental boundaries, stuff like that. If someone says like that you know just just for future reference like it's fine i'm not mad but like that's a really touchy subject so maybe try to avoid that in the future like don't call me that name that actually really offends me because of this thing i went through in the past like stuff like that literal or like friday nights i'm gonna go hang out with my friends and like that's a boundary like i need some independence stuff like that when men respect those boundaries and they like don't have a problem with it especially after they receive the explanation where it's like here's why i don't like to be called this or here's why i want to do this thing this way because it's actually very important to me That is so hot. Like literally, ugh. I just love that. Like telling a guy, like, you know what? Can you just like in the future, this thing that might not be specific to other people is actually really offensive to me. Please don't say that. And they're like, I'm so sorry, I didn't know. And then when they actually correct it and then never say it again, mwah mwah mwah. Delicious, delicious, scrumptious.
2: I think also it something is that as you get deeper in a relationship, obviously things come to light about your past, like. And I think there's a very, very thin line between trauma dumping and being open. And I think the, well, that's another conversation. I think the reception of how people receive what you're talking about is a big thing because obviously there are people who get jealous a lot and that's obviously a red flag. And you can come to this person saying, this happened in my last relationship, it really hurt and that's why I'm scared to do XX and X. I hope that you understand that we work towards like resolving that. If they make that thing about themselves, knowing that it's something that's painful in your past, red flag, you know, it's a green flag, is saying, I might not not know how to respond to this. I might not know how to comfort you in this way because I don't know how to deal with this situation. But know that I'm listening to you. I hear you. I'm here for you in any way that you want me to be. And just let me know how I can help rectify the situation and how I can support you going forward. Do men ever say that? Nar. (laughs) I just gave you a script. Memorize it. Feel it. Replicate it. Thank you. You
3: you really can't go wrong with that either. That's that's an objective thing that like if uh, your partner tells you something that is extremely either traumatizing or even just a boundary for them at all for any reason whatsoever, that is a perfect response. Like, oh my god, you know, just acceptance can go a really really long way. Um,
2: I love how we're struggling to find green
0: flags. No, honestly,
2: if y'all think of something, let me know because the biggest green flag for me, besides respecting boundaries, because obviously. We talk about this a lot. When you go on a first date with a man, for some reason, in this day and time, in the age of Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, the big three, men expect you to sleep with them on the first date. It's, it's an expectation. Yes. That's why there's no more, oh, let's go get coffee for our first date. Let's go to a museum. It's, let's go get drinks. Like, come over to my place. That's the first date expectations. But Especially on Tinder, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Tinder's the horny app. I don't <laughs> have Tinder. All the men are too much. They're like, I want to eat right now. I don't even know your name. I literally do not know your name. This man named Sugarcane um, messaged me on Hinge and he was like, you need to be smart, beautiful, and funny. Maybe your name is Sugarcane. Back up. Number one.
3: Don't talk to me like I'm that. Don't
2: talk like that. Or like that guy that was like that body go dummy. You are 30 years old and that's your opening line? Goodbye. Anyway, um, I think that going into the first date not expecting something and making that boundary clear – or also just being like, I respect that you don't want to sleep with me on the first day. I respect that you have a three-day rule. I expect that you don't want to do something with me right now. Or even just saying, like, I don't want to do something with you right now. I want to get to know you as a woman, as a human being, as a person. And then when we feel that like genuine connection, then we can, like, take this further. Green flag. But that was a whole other conversation. What I was saying was besides respecting boundaries, that's that one, communication. A man that communicates. A man that communicates his feelings, communicates his intentions communicates his boundaries his desires chef's kiss beautiful man like if you want if you tell me I'm not looking for anything right now that might hurt that might upset my feelings that made me feel like oh like I wish this guy was doing for more but at least he was honest up front
3: and it hurts way less than ghosting
2: exactly please don't ghost that's so rude just literally it takes five seconds to be like hey like I'm sorry I know we spent a lot of time together but I think that going forward is not the best choice for me best path for me I wish you the best in life. I wish you the best in whatever you're working on right now. Um, but it's not working out for me and I'm sorry. So simple. Takes forty-four point point four seconds. But I think also just a man that can can communicate. And we're just saying men. We mean in any kind of relationship. No matter what your like, pairing is, sexuality, etc. But if your partner can say, I'm looking for a relationship. I'm looking for something short term. I'm looking for a hookup. I'm looking for with benefits. I'm open to whatever this may be upfront honest when you ask or in the beginning such a green flag someone who communicates when they're upset and they can their feelings in a very transparent and calm I'm way sure, right? yeah. exactly so like screaming and crying green flag someone who can communicate what they um what where they are in life like they're saying oh like i'm kind of lost right now i'm kind of just exploring things i don't know if i can give you what you want right now etc just communicating in general tongue you like hey i'm gonna be out late tonight i might not text you great Ugh! why can't people feel like i feel like it's such a green flag and it's so easy to do to be like hey it's so easy and that's busy work seconds. today at work today i can't text i'll text you when I get home so simple so quick and it avoids so many arguments but for some reason people don't be doing it
3: no and this is totally something that i struggle with especially when i was single and like dating like i was so bad at getting back to people like i would take like i was that person who would take literally seven hours but it wasn't cute it was like um, he was trying to plan a date for us Like he was like Okay tonight What are we doing And like I would leave him on red For five hours He's like okay guess not And I was like Oops sorry I just saw this Like you know what I mean I was definitely that person Unfortunately Now I've gotten a lot better At communicating um, But like I, and looking back on that, it just seems so rude. Like you are trying to literally plan a date. It is not that. And then, and then, oh my God! When you, when somebody gets mad, like, oh, why are you literally taking so long to respond? Or like calls you out for it. And then the other person's like, it's not that serious. Like totally gaslighting. So rude in my opinion. Like oh my God. And it could just not be that serious, but also if you are like, if there's an urgent matter or you're trying to plan something or you're trying to decide when you're going to hang out, especially if it's, like, that day or the next day, it's, like, just respond. It literally takes 30 seconds. It
2: takes 30, and you're, like, and especially if, you know, that person's always on their phone, it yeah. feels like you're just being ignored, you know? Right. But anyway, um, kind of going off what you just said, a very quick one. Men who not, keep saying men, take that out, people who plan dates. I hate when all the pressure is on one person to like plan things out. Like they're just like, oh, come over, we'll chill. No, like we don't have to spend money. We don't have to go on some fancy date, but saying, hey, let's go for a walk in the park. Let's go to a museum. Let's go try boba. Let's go do whatever. Like just having someone that wants to take the time and effort to plan something with you is so attractive to me. Like, come here, you know, like, I don't <laughs> <Come> know. <here. laughs> it's so simple to like, hey, look up fun things to do in your area. Pick the first thing on the list. Planet, date, time, ask the person. So simple and it shows a lot of effort, which I think is so attractive.
3: I have two more and I'm going to say them both in 30 seconds because we're just about to end of this episode. But number one is spontaneity. It's like, and I'm not saying like spontaneity to like, let's go to Greece tomorrow and live there forever. I'm saying like someone who keeps things exciting, someone who's funny, someone who keeps you on your toes. I think that's such a green flag because that means – that goes beyond looks you're never going to get bored if you are thinking about a prospective long-term relationship with that person you know that it's always going to be exciting and that's something that's really important to me for sure and the second thing is when they can support your personal growth when they don't get intimidated by your success when they support you no matter what when they you know you tell them about a new job prospect or you tell them about an interview that went really well or you tell them about your new job position or you tell them about like the money you just came into like stuff like that or like you know if you have this big old friend group and like let's say your partner doesn't have that many friends like if they can support you in your personal and professional choices i think that's so sexy even if they don't have it does that make sense like even if the scale are the scale is a little bit unequal if they can just support you no matter what and just like be happy for you in your endeavors that's so important bada bing bada boom You guys, thank you so much for listening. (laughs) We are done with this episode. Um, We love you so much. Stay tuned for more Binge Week content. We are so excited. We have all of our topics laid out. Uh, We are coming at you with a um, guest today as well, PJ Morton. Literally the best guest ever. He was so insightful, so inspiring. He has a lot to say about authenticity, so if you haven't checked out that episode, make sure to go do that right now. We love you guys. Bye.
2: Bye.
0: WORK.
1: Zumo Play.